Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 129. Hey, this is Dean Graziosi, author of Millionaire Success Habits. And if you want to learn the habits that create great relationships, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but First, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. I'd love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Dean Graziosi. Dean knows how to create success. From extremely humble beginnings, Dean started with the firewood business in high school to a collision repair shop and his first real estate deal before the age of 20. From there, he went on to create a multi-million dollar real estate business, became a multiple New York Times bestselling author, 16 years every day on TV, and is one of the most watched real estate and success trainers of our generation. Dean maximized the success and 
and profits in each of these endeavors along his evolution, and his businesses and brand have generated nearly $1 billion in revenue. Dean is obsessed with sharing the success habits learned along this journey with the world. Dean, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I just want to give you a huge warm welcome. Why don't you Uh, go ahead? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're like most excited about right now? Well, I have to tell you, I'm most excited. An honest answer is I'm most excited about being the dad of a nine and 11 year old, which is a pretty amazing time in history. They're just, they still think you're like Superman, but they're little adults. So I'm most (laughs) fun about that. So in personal life that, but in business, you know, this has just been a fun ride for me. This is, you know, I've been, I've been an entrepreneur since I was cutting firewood at 15, 16 years old my whole life. But I'm at a phase right now where the impact is bigger than it's ever been with social media reach, with TV still, we're still doing amazing with infomercials who would think in, in 2018, right? But we still, we got a massive reach. We're making a massive impact. My book, Millionaire Success Habits, we just shipped. We just broke 250,000 copies shipped and the momentum hasn't stopped. I self-published that book, but I just signed a publishing deal because we had so many requests from Barnes and Noble and all the bookstores to do it. So we got a great, I got a publishing deal after I sold 250,000 copies on my own. Wow. So I'm glad the impact that it's making. So I'm excited as heck. I have, you know, I have probably 23 different businesses. So I got a lot of fun stuff going on, but that's a good one to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually how I first found you was through Millionaire Success Habits, which I was telling you a little bit before yeah. we hit the record button. But I've dove into the personal development journey really into the last like year and a half or so. And your book was one of the ones that kind of sparked that journey. So huge thank you and shout out to you for that. And I'll just tell you and your own journey your evolution for success, you all at one point in their life will hit the personal development, personal growth books, trainings, and realize that you wish you started sooner because we're all dealing with the same. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're listening right now and you're an entrepreneur for 10 years and you're, you want to scale your business or you're done with the nine to five you're on and you want to be an entrepreneur, want to follow your passion. It doesn't matter at the end of the day, the, the core or the foundation of working on you is what gets you there. And so I hope today when we, my goal today is to serve some takeaways that you write down and you actually implement. So it's fun to be here because I love entrepreneurs. I love people who have the to make it up and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But not that everybody has to have so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> girls so this, are just as good. Yeah. Sounds like this is something that's just kind of been in your DNA, right? From mm-hmm. just from the very beginning. So can you talk about like how you think that translates into real life? Meaning like if you're talking to somebody and they're like, Hey, I kind of think it sounds cool, but I've never really been that kind of a person. How can they learn to pick up some of these same habits? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, I'm always on a journey and I always like talking about the things that are front and foremost in my mind is I think sometimes we're put in a box because society puts us there. And and I'm not blaming society like we're oppressed, but, you know, we're kind of taught to go to school, follow the rules, get up and change classes when the bell rings, go to school when the bell rings, don't collaborate with other people because if you do, it's cheating, right? In business, if I'm weak at something and you're good, man, I want us to work together because I'll improve you know, I'll bring my strengths, you bring yours together. We can do greatness. You do that in school. It's called cheating. So I think we're designed with bells and whistles and all these rules. So we fit into corporate America. We fit in really, it was designed during the industrial revolution. So we'd go work for Ford Motor Company or work for Harvey Firestone in the plant. And we were used to those models, but the world has changed, but schooling hasn't. And I think a lot of times through schooling, and I'm not dogging schooling, but I mean, it's a necessity, but I think we are trained to change our values. Like our inner hero might have values of like 
do my own thing, be solution oriented, go for it, stay positive, make my dreams a reality. That might be your like inner hero, but there's like this inner villain that you've been taught to put in a box that says, no, I should follow the norm. I should get good grades. I should go to the best college I can. Let me go to school for six years, get in debt, and then go take a job that robs my freaking soul. Mm -hmm. That's what so many people are thinking. So they got the values that are like core in their like soul. And then they got these values that the world has put on them. And then you wonder why you're confused. You might be listening right now thinking entrepreneur or not next level or not. It's like, of course, the world's telling you to stay in the box and you're ready to bust out of the box. Right. So I'm an advocate and I want to be a, you know, I love being a spokesperson for the entrepreneur because what do they say? 3% of the world are entrepreneurs that have the willingness to risk it, the willingness to go after their, you know, what their heart desires. And, and all I know is then, and I'm not trying to be a negative or, or, but at the end of our life, when we look back, we're not going to say, I'm glad I played small. I'm glad I stayed status quo. I'm glad I lived a good life. Like we're going to look back and want to wish we squeezed every ounce of juice out of your life. And if you're listening right now and you go, Dean, I don't like change. No, I don't like things to be different. I like things to stay the same. Then maybe you're the person that needs to be in a consistent, steady thing. And that's okay. You need to do what works for you. This isn't about listening to us and say, I want, that makes me feel uncomfortable. No, do the that makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel aligned with your values, makes you feel like a real person. But if you're the complete opposite, then realize that you're amongst the 3% of the world that are willing to do it. So it's okay if everybody thinks you're nuts. It's okay if you fail. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day. I'm like, you don't need to do anything except upgrade your problems. Like (laughs) entrepreneurs know how to handle and they raise the standards of their problems, right? Right, Because you got to conquer the next obstacle. Anyway, I can go down a lot of different roads. I don't mean to digress. I hope to empower and motivate and inspire. And of course, hopefully leave some tactical things on how to network, how to connect and how to be driven as an entrepreneur, because the world's going to tell you, no, you're going to fail miserably. You're going to hit problems. And guess what? 100% of it is worth it to wake up, whether it's a year from now, we overestimate what we can do in a year. We underestimate what we can do in five. If you woke up five years from now and you were in in control of your time, your money, you never worried about money again. You had to work on being a better version of you. You finally got to do yoga or meditate. You finally got to spend more time with your kids or your husband or your wife or your girlfriend. Go see your family. Retire your parents. If you could wake up five years from now and all of that was true, would you do anything to attain it? Well, that's why you're here. You're a learner. You're gaining capabilities from the people. And the answer is yes. I wouldn't trade anything. I wouldn't go to work for somebody Right now, for $5 million a week, I wouldn't work for somebody else. And my journey was just as tough as anybody listening, and I still wouldn't take away that journey. So sorry for that long answer, but... This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a 
a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. No, I, I love long answers, man. You just make my job way easier. <laughs> I just sit here and listen. Yeah, it's always always good, man, it's, especially when the content is that good when you're throwing it out there. Did you always know that you were going to like be really successful and really rich? Like when you were first Hell starting no. out? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. So how Hell do you no. shift your mindset from like when you're growing up, obviously you're overcoming obstacles and you are yeah. figuring out life. All you have is your unique context and perspective from how you grew up, the yeah. culture that you were totally involved in during that time period. I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday because I think it's so important and a lot of people don't take the time to figure out that their mindset is really the only thing that's keeping them back from being able to reach what they really want to do anyway. So can you talk into that for a second? Yeah, that was a couple things that sparked that I want to share. So circle me back around, but I want to touch on that last thing, your mindset. I want everybody to listen to this. What you just said was maybe more brilliant than you even imagined, because at this age of my life, I'm 50 this year, and I look back and the only thing that has ever stood between me and my next level, all the way back to 17 when I was scared and broke and didn't have money and didn't go to college. And, you know, I was at 15, I was, you know, barely almost homeless with my dad. Like all those things. When I look at what held me back, what I thought held me back was the biggest that I told myself in the history of the world. It was never the outside world. It wasn't the economy. It wasn't the president. It wasn't that my dad's a little freaking insane. It wasn't that I didn't have money, which I told myself. It wasn't because I didn't have a college education, which there was a phase I told myself that. It wasn't because I didn't have the right connections or no one would lend me the money to start my company or I didn't know how to raise capital. It had nothing to do with that. 100%, and I'm going to say this to everybody listening, 100% of the obstacle or the thing that's standing between you and the level of life you desire is the story you tell yourself about getting there. That's it. I will go to my grave saying that. It's the story you tell yourself. If you say, I'd love to start my own business, I'd love to have more control, but whatever that but is, but it's the wrong economy, but the Facebook marketing, and there's too many people on Facebook, but social media is packed, but there's nobody else wants another book on personal growth. But whatever that but is, is just your BS story. It's your subconscious trying to protect you. It's a story that your parents told you, a professor told you, your wife or your husband currently tells you now, and it's a lie. And what I tell everybody is prove that story's a lie and spin it. I mean, you guys have heard this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but maybe this is the first time you actually hear it. Your story is what's holding you back. Get proof it's a lie and change the story. In fact, if the story is holding you back, pretend it's five years from now and you're looking back and your life is exactly where it is right now. There's, it's five years. You're looking in the mirror. Maybe you got a little gray. You got 10 pounds more around your waist. It's five hmm. years from now. And you're looking in the mirror and say, my life is exactly where it was five years ago because, and then repeat that story. 
Are you really going to give that story that much leverage? Are you going to give that story that much power to screw your life up, to hold you back? It's a fear. We all have fears. And guess what? Here's the greatest thing I can share with you through experience, right? I've been broker than broke. I lived in a bathroom for a whole year with my dad. That's a true story. And it's not some infomercial pitch. It's true. I went back to the house last year where it was. Like literally there was no heat in the entire house. There was holes in the wall. So we lived in the bathroom with a little electric heater. I went there to generating hundreds of millions of dollars in my life and failed miserably in between. Almost lost it all three times. I've had bleeding ulcers. I've been through every phase of entrepreneurship. So it's great now. I'm in an amazing place in my life, but I've been through wherever you are. I assure you I've been there. I've had fear so bad that it's crippled me for a month or six months. And guess what? Nothing changed till I got through that fear because your next level of life, and this is what I want to say. Thank you for reeling me back in there. I went too far down the rabbit hole. (laughs) But I assure you this, and you can, if you're going to write anything down, take one takeaway from this today. I assure you, your next level of income, your next level of life, your next level of freedom, your next level of control actually lives on the other side of your biggest obstacle. <laughs> That's just where it is. And so many people, the whole world are afraid to, to face it. I've been there. I've hesitated for months. I've hesitated for years on certain things in my life because it was a little painful. It was a little too much. Maybe I could work. You'll never work around it until you face it, until you go through the pain. Remember this pain and problems are temporary. Pain and problems exist. Pain and problems will always happen, but suffering is optional. Hmm. And the way I look at it is if you want to have the suffering, then stare at that obstacle and daydream your perfect life on the other side of it for the next 50 years. That is freaking suffering. Yeah. Pain is addressing the fear. Problems are addressing it head on, feeling the pain, feeling like crap, maybe failing, maybe it going wrong, whatever it is. But then all of a sudden you're through it and the suffering goes away. And when I say suffering, I don't mean in pain or in agony. Suffering right now, if you're listening and you're stuck in a job you don't like or stuck in a company that you started the wrong way and it's not paying you what you deserve or suffering because you want to be with your family and you can't because you're stuck someplace else, that's all forms of suffering. What I'd say is if you're suffering, look for the biggest pain points. Look for that story that's holding you back and turn your ship around, turn yourself around and run towards the obstacle. Deal with the pain temporary so you can have long-term success. Yeah. I love what you said. Sorry to interrupt. At the very beginning of all of that, when you were talking about like the story that you tell yourself, this is one of my biggest takeaways from your book too, is like... When, like when you're saying, look back and f- imagine yourself in five years from now, you're the same exact person, but you're, you know, 10 pounds heavier. You got a little gray hair, whatever yeah, yeah. it may be, whatever that, whatever that looks like for you. And you're the same exact person because you're telling yourself this story that yep. it's just a big question mark. Like, why, why are you going to do that to yourself? Like, is it really the fear of failing that much? Like, is it that big of a deal? Like, why do we let that cripple us and hold us back so much? And I think a lot of it most of it, it's a lot of just cultural and societal pressure. Yeah. Just because people are like, you know, if you're not in a steady job and have six figures in your bank account, by the time you're 35, you're not successful. And like, and you look at the, the timeline of our lives though, and you really try to figure out like, there's so many people that just sell out way too quickly where they're like, they're 29 years old and they're like, man, I really want to start a business, but I should 
take this job and have a salary because I'm 29 now and I got to get started with life. And it's like, whoa, whoa, chill, bro. Like you got like another like 60 years to go if you don't yeah. take care of yourself. So like, it's okay if you fail. Like hey, listen, you can fail I, I'm for take... four more years and like still be super young. Or 10, or yeah, 10. Yeah. Right. Listen, here, here's, I want to tell you something. And this, again, I, I never know where we're going to go in a conversation. This is, I'm having a great time here. This is fun. But I've been blessed to speak to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, right? And I'll get in a room of 5,000 people. And I'll, especially if I'm in a room with a lot of baby boomers, people 50 and older. And I'll say, who in here in their 20s, maybe even earlier, had a passion, had something that drove you? Like, I know I can do this thing. I know I could have the best podcast, write books, create an invention, do this thing, you know, be an artist, whatever it is, right? You have this desire. And then somebody or society told you, stop being a dreamer. Stop looking for a pie in the sky. Get real. Get serious. And then you tucked your dreams away and you took that job and you said, I'm only taking this job for two years. Then I'll get back to me. And how many people in this room, if they're honest, can raise their hand and say, you're still in that job. And I'll get, I'll see men, literally more men than women will raise their hand. And I'll watch men. And I don't mean it to, I want, I spark them because it's never too late. It's never too late. Don't care if they're 80. It's always a time to start fresh, right? Yeah. But I'll see men with tears coming down their face because they remember who they were. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, it doesn't at all. I mean, 50 came so freaking fast. It's unbelievable. But I don't feel 50 and you never will. I just know my wisdom is growing, but my thoughts haven't changed a bit, right? <laughs> but I'm just telling you that for a reason is society. It's like if you scrap your dreams and you go get a job for somebody – then all of a sudden people put their arm around you and say, hey, good job. You're finally maturing. You're finally growing up. Like, really, I'm growing up? I just tuck my whole, what I believe I could be, my unique abilities, uh, the core competencies, my gifts I want to give to the world. I just threw them in the garbage to take a job I'm not happy with. And you're saying, congratulations. But right. unfortunately, that's society. Right. So I only remind you, everybody listening, doesn't matter if you're 20 or, or 90, it's time to do what you do. And, and Listen, when I say that, I don't want to make it sound easy like, oh, Dean, yeah, you have money now. I still got to pay the bills. Of course you do. But here's some advice. And I'm going to digress here because this is important is I literally cut firewood and fixed wreck cars in high school. Right out of high school, I fixed wreck cars and then I'd scrape up some money. And I'd buy a wrecked car, I'd fix it and I'd sell it. And I'd do that again. And then all of a sudden I got a, my first real estate deal with no money down. I worked all day in cars painting cars, fumes, headaches from that. I'd go eat and then I'd work on houses till two, three o'clock in the morning. I saw my real estate business start to go by, I got to my mid twenties, but I still painted cars every day because it had to pay the bills. And even though I hated it, and this is one of the biggest secrets to success, I found a way to be enthusiastic and energetic. If you came into my collision shop when I was 23 years old, you'd say, man, that guy loves fixing cars. I've hated fixing cars, <laughs> hated every inch of it. I dreaded it every day. I'd go home with migraines from the fumes, the dust. I had dirt every night. I was scrubbing my nails, getting rid of the dirt. I hated it, but you would have thought I loved it because here's what I know. Whatever you do, even the things you do that you don't like, whatever you do and one thing you'll do forever. People are like, oh, I'm going to be a, a schlub and I'll be annoyed. I'll talk crap and I'll just get through this job because someday my thing will come along. No, it's never going to come along because if you're treating this like crap, you're never going to get that opportunity. I'll just tell you one of my first big real estate deals. I fixed a guy's car and I was so enthusiastic. He's like, man, you seem like you got more going on than just this. I said, yeah, I'm trying to break into real estate, done a couple deals. I got a big deal I'm working on trying to put the money together right now. He's like, really? What's the deal? I told him the address. He came back two days later. 
I said, he said, what do you need? I said, I need 80 grand to put the down payment. He goes, if I give you the 80 grand, can I get half of the ownership? I'm like done deal. Yeah. It was the biggest real estate deal of my life. Literally that deal. I didn't make a million, but I paid 180 grand, put some money into it. And I pulled out a million dollars out of that deal. That put me on the map, changed my life forever. If I was in that collision shop and I was like, Hey man, get your car fixed here. Take your keys. Got to go. Right. If I did that, do you think I would have gotten that opportunity? So I'm just telling you guys now is don't feel like you're stuck in a job. That's just part of your evolution. It's part of your growth. You're supposed to be where you are right now because you can't be anyplace else. So why not say life happens for us, not to us? That's mm -hmm. Tony Robbins line. That's not mine, but I love it. What if life happens for us, not to us? Everything that happened in your life up to this point was just research and development, getting you prepared for your next level of life. So yeah. you don't have to be 60 years old going, I can't believe I did that. No, you get to say, I'm here. Let's find a way to be enthusiastic about this job I don't like or this business I don't like. I'll be the best of my ability in something that sucks. So imagine when I actually implement myself into something I love, then you're unstoppable. Right. And But right. people don't get that. They're like, I'll be happy when. I'll be more confident when. No, it's never going to come. You can Happiness comes from the inside. You could be in the worst mood in the history of the world and one thing happens and immediately you spark into happiness. We create happiness. Right. We create right. joy. We create enthusiasm. We create confidence. So just get the tools to create that stuff now and start living your happy life before the checks get big. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that I think people underestimate the amount of work that it takes to get there. And then they don't put enough value on living their best life. Like they have an ideal picture of what their life looks like. I'm like, man, that'd be really cool. But I love what you said about like, hey, everything up to this point has just been research and development. Like your entire life, all your experiences, the money you lost, yeah. the relationships that have burned you, like all of these things is just research and development to now like allow you to be successful in this particular area that finally has presented itself to you. But so many people will give up too soon or sell out too soon and not stick in it until like, it's just ridiculous to me to think about like you go through a ton of pain, but then you never stick around to reap the reward, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You just like go through pain, go through pain, go through pain. You're like, screw it. It doesn't work. I'm done. And you go back to like selling out. And yeah, but, oh, and here's the thing. I'll give you a great one. A guy named David Keckage. He's a friend. My friend, Joe Polish is a good friend. And I've met him a few times. He's paralyzed from the neck down. He used to be a great athlete, runner, got in an accident. He's paralyzed from the neck down. And he's got, he calls them the Keckage credos. And this is a brilliant one. And you guys should write this down. Remember this. So he said, living life the hard way is easy and living life the easy way is hard. Hmm. Here's the thing. Life's going to be hard no matter what. So let's just say this. If you want to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, that's hard. Alarm goes off at 5 is pretty bad. I get up at 4.55 every day. Alarm goes off. It's hard to get up at 5 a.m. It's hard to get out of bed, go down there and have a regiment to, I drink apple cider vinegar, some green powder, some MCT oil and a full lemon. I shoot that every single morning and I head off and go to the gym. That's hard. Get in the gym and trying to, I want to get done before my kids get home. So I work out at the gym for an hour. I get back. I don't answer my phone or try not to look at my phone or text before then. Sometimes I do, but I try, and that's hard. And then I get home and then I'm, I'm like racing, but here's what I know. That's hard, but I'm 50 with young kids. I can run faster than I will forever. I'm healthy as not, I'm not on any medication. I'm not going to have diabetes. I'm not going to die of heart disease. I can run faster than any 25-year-old kid I know. I get to be healthy and happy, and I'm going to be around to see my grandchildren when I'm 100 years old. That's easy. So it's hard to get up at five, but I live an easier life. You know what's easier? If I let the alarm go until 7.55, five minutes before I had to get up, hit the snooze button three times, crawl out of bed and get a cup of coffee and smell and go, oh, I could feel better, grab a freaking donut, 
be 40 pounds overweight. That's easier. But you know what? I'll leave my kids in 15 years from now. I'll have diabetes. I'll get sick. I'll get heart disease. That's way freaking harder than getting up at 5 a.m. And it's the same thing when it comes to business. You want to live an easier life? Work hard. Right now, is it hard to start your own company? Hell yes. Is it hard to beat the competition? Hell yes. Is it hard to fit the time in to learn from people who've already been there? Hell yes. Is it hard to read extra books and be mentored and, and pay for education? Yes. But is it easier in five years now when you own your own company, when you create your own hours, when you're living a life where you're not worried about money, when you're in control of your time, money, effort, your family? Yes. If not, it's going to be hard anyway. Getting up and going to your job is hard. Getting up and working in a business that you don't like is hard, and it's going to be hard for the rest of your life. I'd rather it be hard up front. I'd rather hit yeah. the gym in the morning and feel like a freaking rock star at night. Yeah, like it's hard, and there's no end in sight. <laughs> you know, like your end in exactly. sight is your 65 year old retirement where you live more meagerly than you did when you were working yeah, exactly. because you took a pay cut to not work anymore. And then you probably will still have to work because most people underestimate how much money it actually takes to really retire. And yeah, no, the whole thing, the whole thing. Who the hell wants to retire? If you're an yeah. entrepreneur, do you really want to retire? Yeah. Like just focus. What, I mean, like what does that even mean anyway? I mean, here's the thing. And I got this from Dan Sullivan. I always love to share where it came from because if it, if I didn't make it up, I don't want credit for it, but at least I'm smart enough to listen and repeat it. <laughs> but Dan Sullivan, he, he runs strategic coach and I'm a part of that group. He said, I'll never retire because he said, if I'm death and I'm looking for people to pick off, I'm going after retired people first. They're kind of like, uh, they got nothing to do. They got no purpose to live. They're waiting for the freaking mail to come at three. They're waiting to eat dinner at 4.45 in the afternoon. They're watching CNBC or CNN or Fox News and they're complaining about the president, complaining about the economy. And oh, I can't believe technology changed. He goes, I'm deaf, man. I'm looking for the retired guy or girl. <laughs> they're easy to pick off. He's like the entrepreneur who's on fire, who's always inventing himself, always learning, always listening to books. Always, It's like, I can't touch that guy. He's on fire. Let me just go get the retired people. Yeah. I always remember that. It's like, man, get, I'm not- Get the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah, get <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and transition this conversation here, Dean. We got a few yeah. minutes here at the end to talk a little bit about networking. It's super funny because I wrote down three names that I wanted to ask you about at the end of the interview. And you have mentioned, I think, only three names in the course of this. No, you've, you've done four. But uh, of the four, three, the three of them are already people <laughs> you've mentioned, which is Tony Robbins, Joe Polish, and Dan Sullivan, which are the three yeah. people you dedicated Millionaire yeah. Success Habits to. I wanted just to, obviously, three really big names, really big people who have had a profound impact on your life. How have you gone about creating relationships with people of influence like them? And how do you suggest other people do that? Yeah, great question. Reciprocity. Reciprocity and don't keep score. Like mm. we're in a world where it's like, I'll do something for you, man, if you do something for me. I'll do your podcast, but how big's your list? What can you do for me? How many books can we push? Like if you put out in the world good intention, do for somebody first, expecting nothing in return. Maybe the person you do it for takes advantage of you and gives you nothing and you don't get to network. You don't get to do business, but all of a sudden you're standing there and someone taps on your shoulder and a deal comes out of nowhere. And you're like, I wonder where that came from. It's because the law of the universe, yeah. reciprocity is giving, helping with expecting nothing in return, but it always comes back. I'll give you an example. Tony Robbins. Tony changed my life 15 years ago through books and tapes and audios with great impact on my life. About seven years ago, my buddy Joe Polish and Tony are friends. I'm, we're flying on a plane. I said, hey, man, I want to meet Tony. It's time. So he does a quick video, introduces us. Tony says, yeah, come on out. Let's meet. So I go to Chicago, have lunch with Tony. I go to UPW, is Unleash the Power Within. We rock the house. It was amazing. And I leave, and I notice something with Tony's business. When you leave one of his events, 
I noticed that you weren't getting like follow-up emails. Like Tony gives you the freaking juice, man. You're all lit up. You want more of it. And I wasn't getting any emails and that's a follow-up sequence. And Mm -hmm. in a marketing world, it's like, I sell you a course, you come to one of my events, man. I just want you to use it. I want you to stay motivated. I want to help change your life. Tony's whole mission on this earth is to change people's lives. So I had this idea and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I took my team. I built a whole follow-up sequence. I I wrote all the emails. I filmed videos as if I was Tony on what I would suggest to do. Tony gave it to his team. He lost his mind. I mean, we had hours and hours and hours in this. Then I sat, he brought his whole team. We sat around a conference table of 20 people. I shared all of them, the art of reciprocity and how to bond with your clients more. Tony got done. I'll put it this way. When he was done, he emailed me a picture of his black card, his black American express and said, dude, You made me millions with what you did, and I get to change more people's lives. Charge me whatever you want. Now, of course, Hmm. I didn't charge him a dime. Right. But I did, for, and I looked for nothing in return. You know why I wanted to do it? It's because Tony changed my life seven years ago with the tapes and books that I bought, and I was just giving back to him. He gave so much to the world. He's given so much to so many people. It was my honor. It was my privilege. I wasn't looking for anything. I didn't ask him. I didn't take that money. I didn't take a deal. I never asked him to do anything for me. And since that day, Tony and I have been best friends. I talk to Tony every single week of my life. Anything we do, to we meet wherever we can. He just called me and said, let's meet in Australia and play squash, and then we'll speak on one of his events. Like, I built that relationship. A lot of people want it, but I didn't go in just looking for something. Have we made millions of dollars together since then? Yes. I'll give you another one. Ariana Huffington, who started Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She started it in her 60s and sold it for 315 million bucks and still owns 50% of it. In her 60s, everybody told her she was insane. So Ariana Huffington, I wanted to pick her brain. Like, wouldn't you want to sit down and talk to Ariana Huffington? Of course. <laughs> so when her, when her book Thrive came out, now I'm not saying if you don't have money, you can just do something. But when her book Thrive came out, I made sure I got connected with her and I bought $25,000 worth of her books to help her on the New York Times bestseller list. I bought it, never asked for anything. And one day she's like, oh my God, you're so sweet. How come you did that? I said, because you've done amazing things for the world. And I just thought I'd help out. She goes, what can I do? I said, how about an interview? I sat down and got an interview, got to ask her every question I wanted. And I can call Ariana anytime I want. She's helped me out on so many things. And the list goes on. I did the same thing for Richard Branson. I wanted to meet Richard Branson, me and Joe Polish. We went around to a bunch of entrepreneurs and raised a million dollars for Virgin Unite. And we ended up spending a week on Richard Branson's island with just him. I ended up, I got to sail around the island. Richard Branson's still in my phone to this day because I reached out and did something for his charity first. It doesn't matter what level. It could be opening a door. It could be cleaning out someone's garage, as simple as that. Or it could be solving a problem for someone else, not looking for anything in return. And you know, you might do something for three people and they're jackasses and they don't give you anything back. It's okay. The universe will reward you in ways that you could never imagine. So you want to network, know the art of reciprocity. This is some next level networking stuff right here. Everybody listening should be taking some avid, avid notes right now because literally everything that Dean is talking about right now is everything that I try to teach, but just on a massive scale with massive influencers who have massive impact and influence. And all of that is totally possible. So that's the biggest thing is we take this all the way back to the beginning of the conversation now, Dean, and say, look, it all starts with mindset. Like you didn't have this idea of like, man, it'd be so cool to meet Tony Robbins. But anyway, and then keep talking about whatever you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. It was like, it'd be so cool to meet Tony Robbins. Hey, Joe, make an intro. Like, let me try to meet this guy. Then when you yeah. meet him, you weren't in this like phase of what, can, what I get? can I get out of this? Like, what can I learn from this? How can I make money off of this? What can I partner on with him? No, no, no. It was in a situation where it's like, how can I add value to somebody who's given me so much? And that by itself, those two mental shifts by changing your thought process from it's impossible to how can it be done? And then 
changing your thought process from what can I get to how can I give, those two just fundamental pivots are so, so, so crucial. So Dean, last question here on networking, and we'll move into this last segment of the interview here. This is a question I ask every single person that comes on the show. Yeah. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about it. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? For me, it's what? I know you're about networking and I believe that, but I think that the who, in my opinion, the who won't come unless you know the what. Hmm. Because if you network without true, I mean, I wrote a book, Millionaire Success Habits. If you don't have the right success habits, if you don't have your core values aligned, you could do all the right you could build the reciprocity. You could do something for someone else. You can get to the right party. You can have the perfect suit on. You could say the right words and the relationship will fall apart if you're not talking the same language as that person. Everybody that's successful has a gazillion people trying to reach out to them. I get a thousand messages a day, a thousand every single day. It's like, Hey, we should do this. We should do that. It's like, how do you disseminate all that stuff? It's yeah. the people that I feel that have the wisdom that understand their values. They understand what their mission is. Listen, I just hired in the last five weeks, I've hired a bunch of kids under 22 years old working on my team because I see their values. I see where they're going. They got through me through Instagram, going to my team like, hey, man, this, this kid seems like he's got his together. You should look at his bio. You should, we should hear him out because they knew the what. They read all my books. They read other people's books. They had the core. They had the success habits. And then you should do everything that you teach everybody to do once you have that. And you don't need 100 years experience. You just need to figure your stuff out. Yeah. Once you have that, then when you get the connection, guess what? You keep it. I can still call Tony any minute, Ariana Huffington, Richard Branson, and 100 other people. I could make that call today and still get results, not because I met him, it's because I knew when I met him, I had the what. So that's my opinion. Yeah, totally. And that's why I asked that question that way, because I've found that, I mean, I've interviewed now like over 130 people on the show. Awesome. And when I first started asking that question, I thought it was just a tee up to the conversation, right? I was just like, here's a quick lob, knock it out of the park. And we'll talk about networking the rest of the show. And it was interesting is that I started getting different answers for that question. So now yeah. it's like the question I really like, I enjoy hearing what question. people's feedback is on that because I always was just like, oh yeah, everybody's going to say who, and then we'll talk about networking, right? <laughs> so now it's like something I asked like towards the end of the interview, because yeah. it's just like, everybody is a different perspective on it. I do love what you said, though, about how you just hired a bunch of 22-year-olds because I think that some people wait too long to try to network because they're too focused on the what, meaning that they don't give themselves enough credit to go out and meet people that they want to meet. And just, um, you know, so, one of them is 17. Yeah, so there you go. Perfect example. Like, he's a badass. Yeah, so obviously this kid hasn't gone out and made like $10 million and he's not probably not a New York Times bestselling author or, or like any of that no, stuff. No, he still, has, he still has pimples on his face. Yeah, but he's super <laughs> ambitious and he's got competence, right? So yeah. to me, the competency is like the most important thing is like if you're competent and you know your stuff and that kind of a thing, like then you have permission to go meet these people now. So yep. go do it. Don't use the fact that you're not a millionaire yet hold you back from like going out and meeting some people that you really want to meet because they could probably help you get to that point Absolutely. anyway. Cool. So let's go ahead and move on. Honestly, I would love to keep talking. I could talk to you about yeah. real estate for another hour and a half just because it's a huge <laughs> area that I like to talk to people about, but we are running out of time. So let's go to move yeah. on to the last segment here. Something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random yeah, yeah. answers. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? I would say I love what I do so much. I can't think of doing anything else because <laughs> I'm in everything I want to do. I do. I love real estate. I love personal growth. I love success. So I do all those things. Maybe like if my kids weren't around, I'd probably like one of those travel channel hosts and just go all over the world. Like, 
you know, interviewing different, like, as long as it was like five-star resorts, then that would be all right. <laughs> if you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Uh, my grandmother who passed away about uh, 11 years ago. She was probably the biggest influence in my life. And, and I don't miss her in a bad way, but I'd love to talk to her. I'd love to share all the experiences I've, I've had in the last 11, 12 years. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Audiobooks. What is one you've listened to recently that you'd recommend? Subtle Art. I'm not giving an F. I've read it twice already. It's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 80% of my way through that one right now, and I can second yeah, that. I always, like, I always like the book I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I, because I'll, I'll listen to a book for, I give every book an hour, and if it doesn't make the hour, but if it makes the hour, then it's like my favorite book for the moment. And I love everything Dale Carnegie. If you want to go old school, listen to old, some old Dale Carnegie stuff. That guy was just full of wisdom. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I know you already did, but maybe take a little bit deeper dive into that. Put your phone on airplane mode when you go to bed. Do the best of your ability not to look at your phone when you roll over. Everybody does it. So when I do it, I screw my day up. I play defense instead of offense. You get a bad text. You get a bad email or something that you're not excited about. Put you in a frame. So leave your phone on airplane mode. Wake up. When you open your eyes, just think of something you're grateful for. Little, like little. Like I'm not talking a two-hour morning routine. I'm talking about... Be happy that your eyes open. 150,000 people die a day. You didn't. Be happy that your sheets feel good. It's sunny. It's raining. Something just to frame your mind for optimism and frame your mind for gratitude. Then think of one thing as what I do. Think of one thing I killed the day before, like something I crushed. I accomplished something. I'm happy. Could be whatever it is. And then think about one thing I want to accomplish that day. Today, I want to do X. That all of a sudden puts you in a like, I accomplished yesterday, I'm accomplished today. And then for me, I go, I do, I take a green juice, green powder, apple cider vinegar, MCT oil. I use a little bulletproof XCT oil. I squeeze a whole lemon in a glass. I down it and I head off and move. I go to the gym. And if I do that routine, I'm ready for a day. What is your go-to pump-up song? Probably Eminem. <laughs> there you go. Little Eminem. Yeah. What is something that you're just not very good at? Spelling. Ah, <laughs> the curse of many. Yeah. Yeah. Crowds with strangers. Yeah, that too. I seem like an extrovert, but I'm actually an introvert pretending to be an extrovert. <laughs> same here, man. Literally same exact thing. Yeah, I, I love to recharge by yet? myself. What's that? You have kids? No, you have I kids? don't. I don't. Okay. No. So if you ever have kids, and if you do, great. If you don't, great. But anybody listening, like I get to choose as an adult who I bring into my inner circle. But when you have kids and you go to like a party or you're like your kids control who you're around. It's like, that's my biggest fear is when I go to kid events and there's a whole bunch of people I didn't choose. That's when I'll go hide in a corner or play with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> as we get everything wrapped up here, Dean, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? You know, best thing, go grab my book, A Millionaire Success Habits. We have a special link at Dean's freebook.com. That's deansfreebook.com. You grab the book for free. We just, we charge $7.97 shipping and handling. You grab it at Amazon too. It's on Amazon killing it. I think you can get it on Amazon for 19 bucks, but if you go to Dean's free book, you can grab it for free. Just cover the shipping and handling. Perfect. Perfect. So please, please, please go to deansfreebook.com. Pick up a copy of Millionaire Success Habits. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. So much great practical, tactical content that you can implement in your life immediately. Dean, seriously, thanks so much for coming on the show. I know that you're you got it, super pressed for time. So I really enjoyed having you. Uh, this was fun, man. Thanks. See you, everybody. 
That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.